Welcome to The Slotted Lamb, a movies-by-minute watch of the John Landis written and directed 1981 horror classic, An American World from London. I'm your host, Troy, and I want to thank you for joining me on this journey. So, we are coming to you on the Wednesday, and we are setting up for Minute 70 of An American World from London. And this particular minute starts off with a bloody-nosed Gerald and ends with a naked David realizing where he is. So when we last left uh, Gerald uh, Bringsley, played by Michael Carter... So almost if it is actually meant to be, this particular minute actually starts right as the uh, camera is uh, has turned off from the uh, faraway shot of... Uh, uh, Gerald at the bottom of the escalator coming up with the uh, wolf coming into the actual scene. We are now continuing this, uh, this shot now where we actually can see uh, Gerald on the actual escalator in the wolf's POV. Of course, uh, Gerald is uh, lying on his back. Um, his, uh, he's very, very prone right now. And of course, the uh, look of complete um, exhaustion and uh, fear has uh, wrapped his uh, whole entire uh, body. While he doesn't make very much of uh, a sound, basically the only thing you actually can hear is the actual sound of the escalator moving with its uh, uh, rhythmic, uh, like slightly metallic thumping noise as obviously the machine continues up. Uh, as we get closer and closer to uh, Gerald's uh, body, uh, he is is panting. Uh, he seems to bring up one of his. He's 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 supported himself up, uh, sort of on his elbow slightly, but still lying down. But as the wolf approaches closer and closer, he uh, starts to pant more and uh, more uh, actively as uh, the look of uh, shock in his eyes as they start to widen uh, becomes uh, way more clearer and it the camera tracks slowly and slowly up over his feet up over his waist looks directly into the camera and then a sudden jump cut to a roaring lion so we are now in the uh, London Zoo in, in uh, Regent's, Regent Park's uh, NW1. And uh, now to date, the actual uh, zoo has had some major makeovers in uh, the years between uh, the then and uh, now. And uh, though you can see the actual... Uh, the actual... Um, what they refer to as uh, Mappen Terraces, uh, those uh, reinforced concrete uh, mountain structure uh, that uh, David finds himself with the wolves. Um, it's now been uh, rebranded as the Outback and is home to uh, emus and uh, wallabies. So, like I mentioned, we start off with the uh the big ferocious roaring lion as it uh, yells out. Uh male lion because of uh, obviously the mane that it actually has uh we then cut to it seems to be uh 
uh, very agitated at uh, whatever is going on in this situation because uh, it seems to be doing a very big growling face as it uh, we cut to a, a secondary shot of the same lion as it uh, is pacing within its own little environment. Uh, we then cut to a, uh, a trumpeting uh, elephant uh, splashing around in its little uh, pool uh, in its, uh, more than likely it's in its, uh, 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 cleaning environment. Uh, but then again, not knowing what the actual elephant environment looks like, not hundred percent sure, but it looks more like a behind the scenes sort of area, a little fenced off area where workers or, uh, work staff can come in and treat the animals and all that. Because in the background of this particular, uh, shot of the elephant, there seems to be some sort of barrel on a, uh, dolly. Uh, there's some hosing lying down. Doesn't look like something you'd see in the environment for the public to view um, of uh, this elephant. So right after that, we then do a shot of another cage of uh, tigers. We got uh, two tigers uh, in the uh, in their enclosure. Uh, one of them actually is uh, jumping up and leaping onto the uh, cage. Uh, wall of the actual enclosure and is dodging back and forth uh, trying to uh, basically look like again all the animals seem to be obviously aware that there is something going on and all that so after that we then uh, cut to a uh, another cage where there is a bunch of uh, monkeys uh, hanging out Again, like uh, the rest of the animals in this particular sequence, uh, seem to be quite uh, agitated as uh, something's going on. Uh, they're running around chittering and chattering. We then cut to a uh, shot of a uh, gorilla up <laughs> on some uh, beams as it uh, walks across the top of the beams that are located in its cage. And it's uh, banging away on its chest as it uh, walks on its... Uh, hind legs uh, or his his legs actually because thinking apes have arms and legs so i apologize for uh, just slipping up on that uh, we then cut to a uh, female lion as she uh, seems to be prancing along the side of the cage of her enclosure uh, which uh, looks to be slightly different than the uh, male lion that we saw earlier because the male lion seems to have some sort of uh, concrete structure around the back of his uh, in this one particular that we actually can see of the uh, uh, lioness is uh, that it looks to be more of an outdoor area because we can actually see some grassed area bus behind her. Uh, we then cut uh, to a shot of uh, yet a different monkey in its enclosure. Uh, it's uh, heads bopping looks like they're agitated by something going on in the particular environment. We then cut to uh, our our now sleeping David uh, lying on a bed of hay with a concrete wall behind him. He is, as we can tell from this particular from what we can tell this particular shot is uh, completely uh, topless. Uh, the uh, scar on his cheek is uh, still prominent. He's got a little bit of dirt on his uh, side. Uh, maybe a, it could be actually a little bit of uh, scratching and all that, but not very much. It looks like more dirt than anything else. And there's animal noises going on around him. 
he starts to stir a little bit, shake, uh, shaking his head at first, and then starts to uh, uh, bring his uh, head up, uh, eyes very still much closed. He uh, reaches into his mouth as if something is in there bothering him, and he pulls out a little bit of uh, hay and smacking his lips. We can now see that the uh, wolf uh, claw mark on his chest is uh, still there as well. And uh, his hair is, uh, he's now back to a hairless uh, 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 David Kessler. Uh, his, uh, the hair on his head is a little messed up. Other than that, he seems to be uh, completely uh, fine. Other than uh, that, like I said, uh, we now see that he is actually in the corner of this particular structure that he finds himself in. And uh, as he straightens up and uh, leans his head uh, practically up against the, uh, the wall that he is uh, leaning against, he uh, closes and blinks his eyes a couple of times to adjust. And then he starts to look around in his environment he at first uh, is not 100% sure what he sees. He blinks a second time and takes uh, uh, a stock of uh, some sort of taste in his mouth. He uh, then uh, spits out whatever it is that he uh, has in there. And that's when he realizes, oh, <laughs> there is, uh, we then go to a shot of uh, one of the uh, people that are, one of the creatures that are in the, uh, the environment that David finds himself in and there is a wolf uh, sitting down uh, right in front of uh, him. We then cut back to David which we now see is completely naked. Um, he, his legs and uh, his uh, hands and forearms are uh, completely covered in dirt and more than likely mud and whatnot. He is pressed into the uh, corner of this environment and he uh, it starts to realize what is actually going on. He then slowly turns his head to another direction and then slowly actually pulls his one arm back to try and uh, push himself uh, upright into a more city position where we then cut to a shot of uh, another wolf uh, looking now up at David. Uh, this itself seems to be a, a shot of a handheld shot of uh, this wolf in the environment standing next to a cage which obviously leads into another section of this uh, enclosure but uh, the uh, we then cut back to David who is now completely uh, sitting upright and he is uh, has a very shocked look on his face from uh, his motions he is trying to back away as best he can very slowly from this uh, environment that he finds himself in and as he is about to stand up we end this particular minute over on the commentary track uh, Griffin Dunn and David Naughton continue on about the actual uh, previous shot where we are looking down the escalator, which was in the previous minute. As we start uh, this particular minute, we have Griffin Dunn uh, mentioning, hey, yes, you don't see it for very long. And David Naughton then points out, yes, and it's not like we could show uh, very much of the uh, wolf either. And then Griffin Dunn mentions, yes, because there was only half a wolf to begin with. 
Then once we actually get to the shots of the uh, zoo, uh, it goes a couple of seconds. And because of the actual cut between Gerald Lane there and the cut of the growling line, it leaves Griffin Dunn to say that that was a good cut. It isn't until the actual camera then uh, goes to the shot of uh, David laying there uh, naked uh, that uh, Griffin Dunn mentions that uh, he had actually, this is one of the first times that where he didn't have to be on set, he actually showed up on set for this particular day. He goes to mention that is the first time that he ever seen a wolf up close and that what he truly remembers about them is their teeth. David Naughton then goes on to say that how they actually have this really crazy look in their eyes and that it is so hard to read, you never know what they're actually going to be doing. Griffin uh, Dunn then also mentioned that uh, their jaws were always making this clicking noise. And he goes on to make a, uh, a noise where he's just opening and closing his mouth really quickly so his teeth uh, bang into each other. Like this, I believe. That sort of sound. Then as uh, David Kessler in the movie starts to uh, realize where he is and starts to sit upright, Griffin Dunn mentions that, like, you're naked a lot in this. And then David Naughton then points out that uh, it was uh, it was a night shoot at this time and that they actually have the whole entire room, uh, this whole entire sequence lit up because uh, it was all late in the day when they shot this. When it comes to the script, scene 64, interior subway station night, just like in the movie, we cut to the uh, wolf's POV as it begins to climb the stairs, the camera tracks slowly, in on the increasingly horrified passenger until we are extremely... Uh, until we are in an extreme close-up of his eyes, where we then cut to scene 65, close-up, a tiger roaring, which in brackets they also put a scare. Uh, the tiger paces in its cage and roars again. And then we are at exterior London Zoo Day. Now, for the most part, the rest of the uh, script, according to this particular uh, sequence, has... The same uh, result, it's early morning, animals are aroused, it cuts around to roaring cats, screeching monkeys, and panicky birds, etc. And until we come to the wolf cage, where we find David, naked, curled up um, in the cage, and he's asleep. So after he wakes up slowly, and he's completely naked, here's the bit of a difference. Uh, besides the fact that in the movie, yes, his body is dirty, with, uh, but in here, we actually... The, the script calls that he has several scratches on his torso and legs. Now, the only wounds that we see in the uh, movie version of David are the is the claw mark on his chest and the swipe at the side of his face. And uh, that's pretty much where we catch up with the actual movie in the script form. According to the radio drama, the uh, sequence that we are currently uh, in right now, because the radio drama doesn't actually have the full uh, 
uh, drawn out chase of the uh, wolf versus the passenger. We uh, have the two extra scenes in uh, both East Proctor and back at the hospital with uh, Dr. Hirsch. We then cut to the actual zoo sequence. And in it, we uh, obviously cannot explore the different uh, animal cages in a visual medium, but we do actually have a uh, small child and his mother that are visiting the zoo, obviously, first thing in the morning. The boy uh, asks if this is actually the uh, wolf enclosure, and the mother, uh, while she uh, basically confirms that that's where they are. She is actually not really paying attention to the sequence because she is preoccupied by finding the boy's juice in her bag that she's carrying. Uh, the boy then points out and doesn't understand because there's a, a, a naked man in there and that he can and that there's a man inside there. Sorry. And then the mother says, no, this is a zoo. They don't put people in the zoo and in in cages. And then the boy points out that, yeah, this, uh, there's this naked man in there and that he can see that he's completely naked. The mother then is completely uh, shocked, uh, then grabs the boy, tells, uh, says that you can't get away from these types of people now a day. And that they are going to move on to the penguin uh, location. She then, as leaving, yells at uh, the sleeping uh, naked man that uh, he should be ashamed of himself uh, inside the uh, uh, the enclosure of the wolves we hear uh, David talking to himself in his sleep uh, mentioning to uh, Alex that uh, he uh, she has to wake up uh, he she's taken all of the covers again and after a, a couple of uh, seconds of this he uh, comes to uh, realizes that he's Obviously, lying on the, uh, the, the, the hay, he uh, looks around, questions where he is. Then uh, we hear uh, growling of a wolf in the pen with him. He then says, good doggy, and then refers to uh, good wolf. And then uh, that's where we uh, catch up with the actual sequence in the uh, movie. And on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American World from London and the end of this episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast catchers. And if you'd be so kind as to share, rate, and review us, that would be really cool too. If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you would like to send us in a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads, best of luck. Blue moon.